Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? It is episode number 66 of the four-match of Timberwolves explosion. Today is Thursday, January 27th, 2011. I'm sorry for the <laughs> absence. I'm sorry for the delay of this show. I really love doing this show. I can't think of anything I enjoy more than talking about basketball. So many reasons have jumped into this, and uh, yeah, it's because, you know, I wanted to get Marcus the Forecaster on again. He has uh, vanished. He's been very, very busy, and of course, during pretty much the whole month of September, I was working overtime, and uh, I meant working until midnight and working Saturdays, and um, things got kind of crazy, and then I, and then in uh, early to mid-January, I got a girlfriend, kind of the early stuff when you uh, meet a lot and you get distracted and you don't get back to doing your show, <clears throat> and I apologize for that, everybody. Of course, you know, overtime kicking in again and then going back out and kicking in and going back out. So, apologize for the delay. Sorry I'm still talking about it, but that's why it's been such a long time since episode number 65 of Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, the team, the offense is there. It's all offense, no defense. That's right. All offense, no defense for your Minnesota Timberwolves. That's the theme of the show today, of course, being that it's been so long, we're going to generally brush things with a broad stroke, try to be a little more detailed near the end of the uh, the game reviews. Um, December, well, I'm not even going to get into December, and I apologize for that, folks. I really do. But uh, really, the team, it's pretty much been the same all year. We've had some games where we get blown out beyond human recognition, and a lot of games where the Timberwolves play really well, but some bad defensive plays down the stretch, and generally the bad defense has been the theme of this team for the last couple of years and maybe forever, but really, really shown up the last couple of years. And also, the uh, yeah, at least the offense has gotten better. There was no offense last year for the most part, but uh, um, <laughs> man, it has been a massive struggle for the Timberwolves. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm unable to finish games. That has been, that was a theme a lot of last year as well. This year, the team significantly better against good teams, I mean, the Wolves always play Boston well. They remember, they lost their three points earlier this year. Horrible turnovers by Luke Ridenauer down the stretch. The guy's decision-making pisses me off. Luke Ridenauer is a point guard with a high IQ. Well, sometimes. <laughs> we thought at a high IQ as I was listening back to the season preview to this year. He seems like he has a high IQ, but boy, late in the game, I think his IQ is about five. I mean, it is impossibly bad. I'm sick of seeing it, actually. And I'm not coming up here to pile on about what a bad team the Timberwolves are because, you know what, they're very talented at some positions and frustrating at others. The point guard position absolutely is a frustration beyond human recognition. I mean, I cannot believe how frustrating the point guard position is with this team. It has been that way forever and ever and ever other than when Stefan Marbury played for the Timberwolves for two and a half years. And that was, what, 11, 12, 13 years ago. It's like, oh my God, could we please get a point guard for this team? Please, oh please God, could we get a point guard for this team? And that has not been the case for this team forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Except when Sebastian Telfer, uh, Telfer, uh, Telfer, as a forecaster would say. Yeah, Telfer actually was probably the best point guard on this team this year. In fact, yeah, I would say he was. Johnny Flynn is terrible. This guy, yeah, and I know... You got the you got the hip surgery. He's not a hundred percent, but he still is terrible. He's terrible. He's a complete non-factor. The guy has some of the worst pick and roll defense in history, and he has about the pick and roll offensive nothing. 
And granted, the Wolves don't play the pick and roll in this offense, but you get the idea. The guy is just a non. He, he is non-existent, Johnny Flynn, non-existent. Oh, but he, when he gets five turn five assists, he'll get four turnovers. So it's like, oh, come on, where do you go? You know, Lottie freaking duck. Five assists, four turnovers. Well, thanks. That's cute, Johnny. We appreciate it. We really do. And, of course, the curse of the Syracuse Orangemen defense. Absolutely the case with Johnny Flynn. All right, well, I kind of went in a little bit of rambling, ranting there. So some of you like it. I'm sure most of you do. <laughs> some of you don't. I apologize there. Uh, yeah, the other guest of the show, as I kind of already was starting, is the seg- first segment where it's going to kind of basically be generally on the play of the team. And we're also going to get into some other topics, of course, uh, well, there was a time when Telfair was supposed to be headed to the Knicks. That'll be in segment number two as we'll take a break around there. Um, Telfair was going to be headed to the Knicks. It's still a possibility. You never know. Um, and also a rumored trade of O.J. Mayo and Anthony Randolph. I mean, the, this team must dream about Anthony Randolph every night. I mean, that's all we hear about is Anthony freaking Randolph. You know? Anthony Randolph, yeah. All i got to say real quick is there's a reason why he's at the end of the Knicks bench, and it's not because he's good, necessarily. I mean, maybe you get lucky. Darko Milicic, yeah, but then again, Darko Milicic is up and down just like anybody else. On this, you know, I mean, he, he just is. So, yeah, those are going to be the topics um, we're going to get to, for the most part. More about, oh, and about Ricky Rubio. Oh, come on! Yeah, good old Ricky Rubio, yep. Talk about his campus saying he wants to play for Miami or Boston or uh, or New York. And it's like, you know what, man? You know what, man? Everybody wants to play for Miami, New York, or Boston. I mean, what a joke. He's going to go to Miami? Oh, what, what, what are they going to give us? LeBron J- No, they're not going to do that. What are they going to give us? Chris Bu- No, they're not going to do that. So, oh, so so they'll give us Dwayne Wade. No. Well, really, what are we going to get? Mario Chalmers and, uh, and uh, Joel Anthony for him? Forgive me for almost dropping an F-bomb there, but bleep that, you know? Why Why do we even need to discuss Miami with Ricky Rubio? Why? I mean, go, you know, get a life. That's all I got to say to Ricky Rubio and all that. That's not going to happen. And I, and I don't know if that, I don't care if it's him or his camp. David Kahn again constantly saying how Ricky Rubio will play for Minnesota. Well, I darn hope so. So that's another topic as well. And, of course, we're going <laughs> to... It's something about a reason why O.J. Mayo will most likely not be on the Timberwolves. Um, they already had lost interest in him at, at a point either. But, uh, yeah, another reason why the Wolves will not be getting O.J. Mayo. That, of course, all on the Facebook group. Links from uh, Real GM and such. Actually, pretty much all the trade rumors and stuff from RealGM.com. So we appreciate that out there. Some of you may know about Real GM. Some of you may even be a part of Real GM. So hello to you out there. And uh, your, your website is spectacular. I highly recommend it in a big way. I might even want to talk to Real GM about posting a link to Timberwolves Explosion somewhere on there, maybe their Timberwolves page. Yeah, maybe that might not be a bad idea. <clears throat> a little on-air program uh, business there. Had to bring that up. <laughs> that might not be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty honest, open person, aren't I? So yeah, a lot to get to. Oh yeah, there's a lot to get to, so we're going to kind of get into it now. Again, as mentioned, um, mm, it's kind of going to be a breakdown of the of the team in general, and of course some of the games. I'm going to try to get to some of the games from not too much. Um, the usual Timberwolves, San Antonio Spurs. That was on January 9th. The same old thing. The Wolves build a nice lead and they blow it and die. 
the Spurs Timberwolves, believe it or not, swept by the Spurs this year and lost by, gosh, maybe 13 points to them the whole year. And I mean, that's in all four freaking games. They lose by 13 points. You can't beat them once. You play your balls off against the San Antonio Spurs and you can't even beat them once. Just the frustration level is, is just up to the ceiling on that. And everybody that listens to this podcast knows how much I hate the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I appreciate the love from Greg Popovich, though. I mean, the guy really has given the Timberwolves more respect than I've ever, ever seen. I've never seen him respect the Timberwolves to the level he has. He's basically saying how he's scared of the Wolves, which is kind of funny. But the Wolves do play the Spurs very, very well. And uh, it has been a, a huge positive. It really has. I've really enjoyed it. Um yeah, no, yep, the home, <laughs> home and home with the Spurs, and we lose both of them. And no, I don't think it was a 13-point difference, that it might as well have been. I think it was about 19-point difference for the entire freaking season in all four games. That was the 9th and the 11th. Uh, of course, the 3rd of January, the Wolves lose by three to the Boston Celtics in Boston. You play one of the, you play the best team in the entire Eastern Conference, and yes, they are the best team in the Eastern Conference. A lot of people may agree with that at this point in time. I mean, uh, the Celtics just absolutely... A beautiful, a beautiful thing over there in the Eastern Conference. The Wolves lose 96 and 93. Luke Ridnour with a disgusting turnover. Oh my God, is Luke Ridnour bad late in games? I mean, I got pissed off at, at Ramon Sessions all year last year. He was clearly my whipping boy on this show. The year before that, it was Rashad McCants, big time until he got traded. In fact, two year, in fact, a year and a half it was Rashad McCants, and then it was Sebastian Telfair after McCants got traded. Oh, Ramon Sessions was clearly my whipping boy last year. You can kind of tell who's becoming a whipping boy for me this year. It's Luke Ridnour, and uh, that's sad because how much I liked Luke Ridnour coming into the season. I loved Luke Ridnour coming into this year. In fact, I loved him the first couple of games. Now it's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, he might be a nice, steady point guard, but he's not somebody I want on the floor late in the game. I don't want him on the floor late in the game. But the problem is you got Johnny Flynn, who's about as clutch as Kevin Garnett. Holy crap, Batman! <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. As clutch as Kevin Garnett? Well, what's that supposed to mean? A whole lot of nothing, because he wasn't clutch at all. <laughs> and then you got uh, <laughs> Sebastian Telfair. Well, yeah, well, he's, he's good at the catch and shoot, and he's a decent passer at times, but not always. And how, how much do you want to bet that Sebastian Telfair would probably take a really stupid shot late in the game? I wouldn't necessarily want him on the court either. So it's kind of like, what do you do? I guess it is Luke Rednauer on the court late in the game. But the guy is so brutal. He's so brutal. His decision-making is just at the level of, of kindergarten. I mean, you might as well have somebody from the, from Pee Wee League and kindergarten at point guard late in the game with this team. You're pretty much in the same position. It's so bad. <laughs> and I know a lot of you out there might be like, what's his problem? Why is he being so harsh? Well, watch the games watch the games late in the games it's just it's really frustrating man i think you can kind of tell it's really frustrating and he's not the only problem uh cory brewer is terrible late in games as well uh wesley johnson isn't clutch either but he's also a rookie so that's kind of to be expected the guy when he puts up big shots late in the game he tends to put up air balls wayne Ellington has certainly dropped off the face of the planet i just I don't know what happened to him. I mean, the guy's IQ was really high last year. Nice driving to the basket and dishing, you know, at times. And then hitting some nice three-pointers, like scorching the net. This year, I don't know what has happened. 
to Rashad McCants. I don't know if it's the North Carolina syndrome, but he, or excuse me, Rashad McCants. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Wayne Ellington is definitely reminding me of Rashad McCants whenever he actually does play. And um, I don't know what happened to him, man. It's it's alarming and it's and it's frustrating. I really thought he was better than that. Mm. Timberwolves, of course, losing to Portland on the seventh of January, one hundred eight to ninety eight. That was just the same old thing. Why would anybody be surprised? The Wolves never beat Portland. It's a bad matchup. Very impressive winning against the New Jersey Nets. Sorry, Rusty, of the uh, crossover podcast, and I mention it on every single show because it's an awesome show. He mentions me once in a while. He says Joey, of course, him, him, and uh, P Mac, both from Australia. Rusty covers the New Jersey Nets. PMAC covers the New York Knicks. They are Australians. They are awesome guys. Awesome show. Spectacular, entertaining, and knowledgeable. The, the, the ultimate combination you want when you're listening to radio. Knowledge and, and, and uh, humor. The crossover podcast on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. All right. Enough of my plugging, and um, that's about it. The Wolves have won two games in the month of January, folks. That is some spectacular stuff. Look at all that red. Yuck. (laughs) Nine losses and two wins for the Wolves in the month of January. Absolutely spectacular. We're going to close out against the the Jazz and the Toronto Raptors. Tomorrow, the Jazz on the the Friday, Friday the 28th, which is also... My three-year anniversary joining thesportstuff.com. So I guess this is my anniversary show in that sense. Three-year anniversary for, for uh, Paladino Live. That's when I started. I covered the Timberwolves, the Wild, and the Vikings on that show. That's how I started things out. It was a bad idea having an all-sports show in one. It was a bad idea. Why not have Timberwolves Explosion, Purple Mafia? Purple Mafia was the first one in Brave the Wild. Um, but, yeah. Three years ago already, thesportstuff.com. I thank you again, Dylan Richardson, for having me on board for that. But yeah, Utah Jazz and then Toronto on the 29th of January, which is my half birthday. Oh, goody. <laughs> Good stuff. Yes, it is. Oklahoma City. That <laughs> was a couple nights ago as well. I'm just going to keep moving here. Wolves lose to. Uh, after the Wolves beat Washington, that was the last victory for the Wolves. That was on the 13th. A very impressive win, and by the way, Kevin Love has just been ridiculous. Got to throw this stat out to you. Kevin Love has three 30-20s this year, folks. Three 30-20s this year, which is just absolutely freaking amazing. The first player to do it since Hakeem Olajuwon in 1991. Hakeem freaking Olajuwon. Kevin Love is in the same category as Hakeem freaking Olajuwon. That's how good he is right now. And no, not defensively, but he has been an absolute stud for this team for quite a while. The Wolves lose 108 to uh, 99 in or at, uh, against Orlando at home on the 15th of January. They head out to Portland, and yet, of course, another loss, 113 to 102. Notice the Wolves though are scoring a, a, usually 100 or more in most of these games, but then the Wolves travel to the Clipper, the Clipper land. Yep, Staples Center. I'm going to talk about this game a little bit. 126 to 111. The score is certainly not an indicator of how pathetic it was. A pathetic, pathetic game by the Timberwolves. I don't know how many three-pointers the Clippers got in this game. I don't know how open the players needed to get in this game down the stretch. The Wolves could not stop. I mean, Corey Brewer is one of you know the most overrated defenders I've ever seen. 
The guy makes so many mental mistakes, it's despicable. And all you hear about what a defensive stopper Corey Brewer is. I mean, he makes so many mental errors, I can't even fathom it. And Kurt Rambis will defend him to the moon when he's, in, when he's being interviewed, but when, he's, when you're watching the game, it's a whole other story. I mean, Kurt Rambis is in agony. He's like, Corey, come on, come on, Corey. You can just see it in his face. He's in agony, and just, it hurts. It hurts Kurt Rambis to see what's happening with Corey Brewer defensively. The guy makes so many freaking mistakes. And, of course, he did against Oklahoma the other, yeah, last night. We'll get to that very shortly. But the Clipper game was just three-point city all night. Three-point city all night. Eric Eric Golden was driving to the basket and dunking and getting layups and dunking. Blake Griffin is just whooping you-know-what. Um, Blake Griffin, though, his double-double streak ended. So now Kevin Lowe, totally the king of double-double, and he really is, by the way. <laughs> He's on his way to God knows how many in a row. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, Blake Griffin pulled in that game. Well, what's the point of letting? What's the point of getting Blake Griffin injured when they were up by like twenty points the whole time, just paralleling twenty points forever? The Wolves had a nice, cute little stretch late with Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn was pretty good, guys, as David Kahn would say. Um, but it doesn't matter. The Wolves are getting demolished the whole time, and uh, they made a cute little surge late in the game to make the store a little bit more cute and, and uh, precious. But uh, it was horrible basketball, Un- and. Uh, you know, it's kind of sad when you see yourself getting torched by the L.A. Clippers, who really aren't that good. Yeah, they have talented players, but so do the Wolves. They're not that much better than us. So I'm going to leave it at that. The Wolves then have a four-game break to work on their defense after giving up 126 points against the Clippers, getting their asses handed to them by that team, just utterly crushed. The Wolves then have four, four days to prepare for the Houston Rockets, Maybe to try to work on a little bit of defense or something. I mean, I, I I don't know. You can't necessarily coach defense. You can't necessarily do this or that. But, I don't know. Watch film. Learn a thing or two. Maybe a little bit. Try to improve maybe at least for one day. So the Wolves uh, come home against the Houston Rockets this Monday. And give up 129. Oh my god! Yep. 129 against the Houston Rockets. Yes, Kevin Love was spectacular. For the most part, 24 and 17. We appreciate it very much from him. But at the same time, <laughs> it just, it just, again, the defense is horrible on this team. It's very frustrating. Uh, and it's the same stuff we saw last year. The real main difference on this club than last year is the offense. Michael Beasley has come around. Kevin Love is utterly ridiculous. I, I never, ever, ever, ever thought. Kevin Love's ceiling was anywhere near this. I, you know, I thought Kevin Love was going to be a 14 to 15, maybe 16, 17 point guy and 10 to 11 rebounds a game. That is good. That's, that, that's a good basketball player, actually. But when you're talking 21, 22, and 15 to 16, and then, but I, I don't know, that that's just the average. When you get, I don't know how many games where it's 30 and 20, well, not all the time, but like 28 and 17, stuff like that. You just wonder, wow, man. I mean, I cannot believe how good Kevin Love has become on this team. But really, Love, the really main positive in that game, Michael Beasley, poor shooting. It's just continuing Michael Beasley's struggle. I mean, last night he was spectacular. That would have been a hell of a win for the Wolves if they won against Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to move to that game right away. 
26th, Wednesday. I don't even want to talk about the Houston game anymore, even though the score closer than really the game itself was. And I apologize. <laughs> uh, I apologize if there was any cracking there with the uh, the audio. Maybe, maybe not. It depends on the uh, <laughs> the memory on this computer. It's kind of an old puppy, and I apologize. Kevin Durant, though, got 47 points in this particular game. Kevin Love with a 31 and 21 spectacular effort. Kevin and Kevin. I mean, it was the Kevins, and there is no Garnett included in that conversation. Durant and Love, spectacular in this game. Just amazing in every way. Even Luke Ridnour had eight assists in this game. <sighs> I didn't like the way he finished, though. I sure the heck didn't. Uh, Beasley also joined the 30 club, the 30 and up club with an even 30 points. Another uh, good, I mean, a, a good effort by Michael Beasley in this particular day. He's kind of been up and down overall this year. The guy has been up and down. <laughs> Wesley Johnson's had a few good games of late, but and a lot of not so good games. Flynn shot the ball twice in that particular game, but um, Beasley though, Beasley with one of those games where it's like, man, if this guy can be anything near this on a regular basis, we got something. We really got something going on. I mean, the Beasley Love combination is spectacular. The defense, though, is non-existent. I mean, really, the best hope for the Timberwolves to truly improve is obviously you keep loving Beasley, but to get some just spectacular perimeter defense on this team. That's the key. Milicic is a shot blocker. Not a great defender overall, but a shot blocker. Uh, the turnover is horrible by the starters, though. Milicic with four. Beasley with six. Six turnovers by Michael Beasley. I mean, what is he trying to be, a point guard? Come on. Seven assists, though, will take it. Three turnovers for Ridnour. Three steals, though. Kind of, sort of, makes up for it. Got blocked twice in the game, did Luke, though. And uh, that wasn't so great. But really, the key of the game, of course, <laughs> was Kevin Durant all over the place. Just, you know, there's your there's your new NBA Jam, folks. There it is. It's, it's new NBA Jam, because I call old NBA Jam Carmelo Anthony. New NBA Jam, Kevin Durant. Yes, Kevin Durant is the new NBA Jam, and he is he was on fire. Yes, he was. 15 or 28 overall. Well, that's not the greatest uh, stat line ever, but it is over 50%. He was 4 of 8 from 3-point range and made 13 of 14 free throws. Did uh, Kevin Durant. Spectacular. He also had 18 rebounds. And you don't really see Kevin Durant as the greatest rebounder ever. But he sure the heck was awesome in this game. 18 rebounds for Kevin Durant. He's trying to be Kevin Love. Hey, you know, feel special, Kevin Love. Kevin Durant is trying to be like you a little bit. <laughs> um, what a game. But what a poor finish. What a disappointing finish. The Wolves had over... Uh, Corey Brewer, excuse me, had a chance to tie the game. Blew his free throw. Of course, he only attempted two free throws in the game, and they were right there, so way to go there, Corey. Corey Brewer gave up, before we even get to the free throws, Corey Brewer gave up a very defensive, a very disappointing play. Uh, Kevin Durant, known when he steps left, shoots. He When he goes right, he drives to the basket. Corey Brewer, totally foiled by Kevin Durant. Corey Brewer absolutely blew it. Corey Brewer absolutely blew it big time. You know, Mark, excuse me, Mark Anthony, Greg Anthony brought this up. Oh, yeah, Kevin Durant. There's a tell on Kevin Durant that when he goes left, he's going to go up for a shot. But Brewer 
bit and went uh, and backed up, thinking Durant's going to drive. It's just it's Brewer again with another mental error. I know you can't totally blame Brewer for getting beat by Kevin freaking Durant, who's probably the best. Okay, he is the best scorer in the league. Um, but at the same time, when it's the same guy making the same mistakes a billion times, why is he starting for one? That's a big question right there. Corey Brewer starting is like stupid. But, um, yeah, it's just you get sick of seeing the same mistakes right there. So Brewer gets beat by Durant. When Durant went left, hit the big shot. And then Brewer misses a free throw to tie the game. And then the spectacular Luke Ridenour gets the ball with seven seconds left. I mean, what was he doing? He looked like he was on the playground dancing hopscotch as he just flung the ball up in the air with seven effing seconds left. And excuse me for that a little bit there. That was kind of swear. I'm sorry. Seven bleeping sec. Okay, seven seconds left. Just flings it up in the air. Because, oh, well, Russell Westbrook was coming and collapsing on defense. That doesn't mean you rush the shot up with seven seconds left. What are you doing, you moron? Jeez. Okay, so he puts the shot up like a moron. And what a surprise, an air ball. And that was the ball game. And you can't pin it all on Luke Rittenauer or Corey Brewer. But you can pin it on both of them. <laughs> Partially. It's just terrible job down the stretch. And it's like it's the same old crap. You get sick of it, and you guess you move on and worry about the Utah Jazz tomorrow. That's about where the Wolves stand there. A very frustrating, very frustrating finish. Very well played game. Give the Wolves credit for playing great basketball, but at the same time, you as a fan, you can wear your blue. You can wear you can wear paint. I don't go there. I just don't. I'm a 31 year old guy. I don't really go with face paint that's kind of, I don't know, not my thing. I think it's actually kind of (laughs) girly-ish, but that's me. Um, That's your opinion, though, if you wear face paint. Uh, But mm -mm -mm. Um, the the ineptitude finishing games, though, does not, to get pissed off about it does not make you a bad fan. It makes you somebody that's like, come on, please start finishing. You just want to see the team succeed. It's not because I hate the team. It's not because I'm piling on. I want this team to succeed, especially when you see the talent level on this team. Why aren't you able to finish a little better than what we've seen? It has just been unbelievable. The frustration has been unbelievable. I mean, when this team learns how to finish games and maybe play a little better perimeter defense, you you know, gosh darn it, they might be a 50-win team. What? No, I wasn't joking, folks. They just might be a 50-win type of team when that happens. Now, when that happens is another story. We don't know. Will it ever happen? Well, again, that's another story. We'll we'll find out. (sighs) So with that, I'm going to end this segment, and we're going to get into the background Wolves news right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 66, which is a reminder for iPod users along with other MB3 players. Thank you again for joining me 
here on Timberwolves Explosion. Always really nice to have you on board. By the way, Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportsstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It's very, very much appreciated. Very much indeed. So yeah, the Facebook pay, Facebook group excuse me, for Timberwolves Explosion, if you have a Facebook account, please do give it a join. It would be appreciated very much. Um, type in the search bar, Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves. And there you go. Do join and comment on there. It'll be read on the on the air on here on Timberwolves Explosion. It'll be spectacular. Gotta love it indeed. So that's how you get here. Um, yeah, back in mid-December, there was rumor about Sebastian Telfer headed to the Knicks. Again, possibilities of getting Anthony Randolph. And again, I'm going to say a million times, there's probably a reason Anthony Randolph is on the edge at the end of the New York Knicks bench. It's not because they're the best team in the world. Yeah, they're an improved team. Improved team. But uh, again, not necessarily the best team in the world. Uh, and uh, I don't know what the heck's going on. I, I don't know what the obsession is. Granted, he he's okay, but then the problem is, what do you do with Tolliver? They're kind of similar in that sense. They're kind of the athletic, shot-blocking type, supposedly. No guarantee again with that. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. That has really gotten quiet. You don't really hear about Telfer heading to the Knicks. You constantly hear about Anthony Randolph. He has still not been traded from the Knicks. He's obviously not going to be there much longer. Some very interesting speculation brought up by my buddy Spencer Ellibrush, his source indicating a lot of interesting rumors out there. Indeed. Uh, there was one about Greg Oden in the past, not too long ago. One about possibly Greg Oden, Josh Smith coming to the Wolves in like a three-team deal with Portland and Atlanta. The Wolves would actually even give, give up Kevin Love in that deal. I'm sure that's gotten real quiet and uh, pretty much long gone. That was in my conversation with Nate Lindholm that I brought that up. Now, this started when uh, Lindholm first brought up the rumor. This was actually originally brought up to me by Spencer Ellerbush, but then brought to, but then also posted on my page by Nate Lindholm, of course, a former classmate of mine at Maranatha Christian Academy and, and a good friend of mine. Hopefully he's listening. There you are, Nate Lindholm. He's comment about the rumor it was at the time the Timberwolves to make push for Mayo and Randolph. Now this is supposed to be, of course, Knicks and Grizzlies involved. Um, it was about possibly Johnny Flynn gone, uh, Brewer, maybe Telfer, something like that. His comment is, what do you think, Joe? Would you trade Flynn for Mayo? <laughs> I, I would if Rubio was coming for sure. Well, I mean, what do you think it would take to get Randolph? Got to be more than Telfer or Brewer, right? My comment is, yeah, it's it's Anthony Randolph, not Zach. So Telfer and Brewer might be enough. But, yeah, Mayo, at the time, I was really excited about getting the guy. I really was, but the guy consistently has dropped off the last couple of years. Again, boy, you look all the way back to that whole Kevin Love, O.J. Mayo trade. It's looking, the Wolves look awfully good right now in that trade. I mean, look at Kevin Love, who has consistently gotten better, and now he's just ridiculously good. He's clearly an all-star. O.J. Mayo right now may never play in the all-star game the way he has dropped off. Though, again, part of me is still intrigued by the guy. You just never know. In the right system, who knows what might happen. <coughs> Excuse me. That didn't mean to happen. I even brought up the possibility that Ridnar might be the one going to the Knicks or something down the down the line because they really want Ridnar. And uh, I don't think any of us... Well, yeah, they, they pretty much wanted Ridnar instead of Telfair. That might be part of the snag in that deal. We're going to see what happens there. I was commenting to Nate there. 
Nate Lindholm returns to comment saying, I don't know if I'd want to trade Brewer and Telfer both for Randall, but I probably would. I bet Khan ends up trading two point guards and then Rubio decides to stay in Europe. I think, <laughs> I think if we could get Mayo for Flynn, that would make last year's draft a lot better in hindsight. I haven't listened to the show in a while, Joe, but that is due to my frustration with the team than anything. Has has more to do with that. Excuse me. Have you heard any other interesting trade rumors? And yes, I brought up that whole Greg Oden deal. Uh, I'm thinking that might be dead for the time being. I mean, Greg Oden might still be a background project, though the Wolves already kind of did that with uh, Darko Milicic. Like, Darko Milicic was a background project center plan. So, what do you do? do you, are you married to Darko? Like they have been, or do you look at uh, possibly Greg Oden? Go, Greg Oden, of course, would be really a backup plan because you don't know if the guy's ever going to stay healthy. It has been utterly ridiculous when you talk about Greg Oden. <laughs> we'll see how that happens. That would be Josh Smith included, though, from Atlanta. That could be very interesting if it happened, but I don't know if that would even be worth giving up all that. I really don't know. That would probably be Kevin Love going to Atlanta in that deal, not to Portland. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Um, yeah. Unless LaMarcus Aldrich was headed to Atlanta. Who knows? Who knows what would happen there? And I don't think uh, Portland wants to do that anytime soon. All right, let's go. Uh, Sebastian Balls a few like weeks ago, or quite a while ago now, said our love was amazing last night, but we lose again. That was drawn the stretch. Sebastian Balls, hopefully you're still out there listening to this show. <laughs> of course, it's been, yeah, you had... You had posted that show well after the, the or that that post well after the previous show. It's been that long, and again, I apologize to your listeners out there. And now the comments by Ricky Rubio's camp. Oh goody, talking about he wants to go to the bigger city. Isn't that exciting? But David Kahn insists that Rubio will play for Minnesota, courtesy of G M or courtesy of yeah, real G M. Minnesota G M. David Kahn called the New York Times report last week. On Ricky, oh, Ricky Rubio, much ado about nothing, and not worthy of a response. An unnamed source close to Rubio indicated that the point guard wants to play for Boston, New York, or Miami when he comes to the NBA. Khan said he remains absolutely certain Rubio will join the Wolves next season after a buyout with his regal Barcelona becomes affordable. Patience sucks. It really does. And yes, I highly agree with uh, David Kahn with that comment. I mean, who wouldn't agree with that comment? Because <laughs> it does. Um, well, that's the thing. Now, you know, David Kahn absolutely has a point that it's a much ado about nothing. Miami? Like, how the hell is Ricky Rubio going to wind up in Miami? You really think he's going to be able to play with the big three? Yeah, it'd be the cutest, like, plan ever for Miami. But... Um, I'm sorry, if I'm David Kahn, I tell them Heat to do to bleep off if they offer anything other than one of the big three for Ricky Rubio. I mean, because the rest of the team is not worthy of conversation for Ricky Rubio. And neither are draft picks. I mean, they're going to be a 58-win team. Do you really want their draft picks? What What for? What, to get another Wayne Ellington? Or, or, or another Lazar Hayward? Yeah, baby. Package it up, baby. Package it up. I don't even care if Ricky Rubio's a bust. Lazar Hayward isn't worthy of our time. Forget about it. Or like like another one of those guys. Or a piece, uh, an asset, like Ricky Rubio. New York? Well, okay. What do you want? Wilson Chandler? Or do you want, uh, well, Danilo Gallinari wouldn't be bad. But then again, 
you already have Michael Beasley. So what, what do you do with Michael Beasley? You kind of you have two similar players in that sense, scoring small forward types. That doesn't make much sense either. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, we're going to get Amare for him. No, that's not going to happen. Then the rest of the team, pretty much worthless. Well, Boston. Now, that's another thing that doesn't make any sense. Now, who's the Boston Celtics point guard? Um, Rajon Rondo, well, do you think they're going to really... They don't need Ricky Rubio. They don't. They just don't. That would be insane. That'd be absolutely insane. Like Rondo would have to demand a trade to leave for something like that to even slightly happen. Even 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 the discussion to even start. So yeah, that doesn't make too much sense. If he really wants to play for one of those teams, he's going to have to kind of dream on. If if the rumor is true, do I know if it's true or not? No. But are a lot of these people's egos so high that they want to demand something like that? Uh, yeah, usually they are. That's the sad part. So <laughs> it's slightly believable in that sense. All right, well, one final post here. <laughs> Unfortunately, these were just by me from Real GM for you listeners out there to check out on Timberwolves.com. <laughs> on Timberwolves, otherwise just go to Real GM, Timberwolves.com, on uh, the Facebook group on yeah for Timberwolves Explosion. Mayo suspended 10 games for tested positive. For DHEA, that's uh, very disappointing right there. Ten-game suspension for O.J. Mayo, and uh, that's another reason to pretty much kill any thoughts of O.J. Mayo winding up on the Wolves, though supposedly the deal was already dead when O.J. Mayo got in a fight on the plane with a teammate over some poker game. That's just cute by O.J. Mayo there. Over a freaking poker game, you're going to get in a fight with a teammate. That's great. That's a nice way to alienate your team and alienate yourself from the team. Not a good way to handle yourself. OJ, love him as a player, or at least I used to. As a person, I have no idea what to think, and uh, it's disappointing. That's pretty much how I'll lean with that regarding a guy that I really wanted in this team. And, uh, yeah, that trade certainly looking really positive for Kevin McHale because not only did you get the better player in Kevin Love, and I still it's still insane actually being able to say that, but you also freed up an immense amount of cap space, which brought in... Um, well, we're still waiting to find out what it, what it brought in. <laughs> we're still waiting. So until then, we'll just have to worry about it in the future. Well, I'm going to pretty much be nearing the end of this episode of six, uh, episode 66 of Timberwolves Explosion. Again, I apologize for the delay and the non-detailed reviews until later on. Though I kind of covered what needed to be covered for the most part on this team. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to definitely try to make this as more much more regular than before try to get things more detailed on the current game reviews, and of course, keeping up with news regarding the Timberwolves, our Timberwolves, the team of 1707, as Paul Allen of KFN would call them, and uh, yeah, there aren't many of us out there, but I love all of you, <laughs> and don't, again, don't take that too seriously, but yeah, I love all of you, because we're almost like a brotherhood, because there's so few of us, but we're still very passionate about this team. I hope to get Marcus the Forecaster on again very soon, it would be great, but if not, we're going to do our best me, I'm going to do my best to continue to get this show released, you know, multiple, yeah, maybe hopefully up to once a week, if not, maybe once every two weeks, but hopefully once a week would be spectacular. I'm going to do the best I can to do that from now on. Uh, I apologize again, listeners, for that. We're going to keep up with this team. I love doing this show more than more than any of my other shows. It's just I enjoy doing it so much because this is the sport I love. It's my first love when it comes to sports. So with that... We're going to get to the contact details for Timberwolves Explosion. As mentioned, the Facebook group, type in the search bar, 
and there you go. But first, though, before I should even talk about the Facebook group, we would like you to join the message boards on thesportstuff.com. We'd appreciate it very much. The website, thesportstuff.com, there's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Sports. Simply click on that and then click register. You will be able to talk with some of the coolest people in the world. That They just love basketball on there in the NBA section. Rusty, PMAC, NY Buddha, Tarek, it just the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, Red Stand, you got of course Clippers UK, which is which is Gavin, great guy out there as well. There are so many out there. I apologize if I'm not mentioning some people. Uh, Mavs fan out there also as well. Darren Mavs fan, Kush seventy seven. Of course Brian Kush, former host of uh, Running with the Bulls. We'll see if he ever comes back. It'd be great. Dave, Yang. how could I forget about Dave Yang, Phoenix Suns fan? You could do. Uh, Run and Gun Phoenix Suns podcast. A lot of us missed that as well. Total bummer that he's not been doing that anymore. But uh, yeah, you can talk with all those guys about basketball. They're so cool. And um, it's on there for you out there. So do join it. Of course, Ossie Wolf is is a Australian Timberwolves fan. Great, loyal listener to the show. Appreciate him very much. Haven't seen him post on the Facebook group for quite a while. And it's a shout out to you. I'm, I miss you, buddy. Hope to Hope to see you on there again. And, uh, yeah, those of you out there, please do consider calling in. Hey, Spencer Ellerbrush. Maybe Spencer or Brent Jacobson, somebody. Consider calling in to Timberwolves Explosion because we do have the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion because it is a voicemail. Do treat it as such and do your comment, shout-out, question, whatever it is. You will be more than welcome on air. It would be spectacular. It really would. And there is a Twitter account for Timberwolves Explosion, twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion, twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. Going to try to be more active on that as well. I've had a lot of fun tweeting on there, and uh, but, but of late I haven't been doing it, and I apologize again to you out there. So with that, we are going to conclude episode 66. I have had a blast recording it, and I really need to get my button gear and start recording Timberwolves Explosion more often because... I can't think of anything I'd rather do than talk about the Timberwolves. Honest to God, I just love it so much. So hopefully until next week, we will be bidding adieu. Take care, everybody.